Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe and get involved. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Question This Life. Thanks for tuning in to the show. It's good to be with you again. If you're a repeat listener and you're tuning in every week, I really appreciate it. It's nice to have you here. I hope you're enjoying the content. I hope it's providing some value and some meaning in your life. Maybe some of the topics that I talk about in my personal life, the things that I'm contemplating, the things that I'm thinking about that mean a lot to me, or some of the things that I'm talking on the more esoteric and symbolic side. Whatever it is that, if there's just one thing that's a little hint or a little clue or something that you've picked up that rang a bell inside your consciousness, then you went into that topic and you delved into it a little bit deeper. You maybe saw something from a different angle. Even if that just happens once in any of the episodes that you listen to, then I feel my job as a host is done. If this is the first time you're listening to the show, welcome. Grab yourself a seat, tuck yourself in, and by all means, look at the past episodes, because there's a lot of different things that have been covered already at this point, and... If you're someone who's uh, open-minded and you're into alternative theories about consciousness, uh, ancient civilizations, out-of-place artifacts, spiritual traditions, esoteric traditions, symbolism, any of these things, plus more kind of personal, real-life, you know, active stuff that's going on in my life, um, then there's definitely going to be something for you in one of the shows. So go back, have a look, have a look at the descriptions in all of the episodes. I'm very, um, I'm very particular about recording all of the topics that are talked about in every episode and making it really clear so that everyone can kind of follow the story and the episode and you can um, kind of get an idea of what to expect. And just like in all other episodes, I'm going to split this episode into two parts. The first part is essentially a catch-up of the week gone by and a discussion of the things that are on my mind at the moment um, in my personal life and the things that I'm contemplating. And this week I'm going to be talking a lot about keeping an open mind. That's what I really want to speak about in the first part of the show. Keeping an open mind, how important that is to me, how uh, it affects me and influences me when I see that someone else has an open mind and how easy it is to relate to someone like that and what it's like when you meet someone who has a very closed mind. It's not necessarily a death sentence to your relationship or your ability to have a good conversation, but it's just a different situation to tackle. So I want to get into that in part one and in part two today, I'm going to talk a little bit about getting unstuck. So I want to start to talk about my past experience and the way that I found my current path and what I'm doing, how different it is to what I used to get up to, and um, just to talk a little bit about that process, and just in case anyone who's listening out there might feel a little bit stuck, a little bit stuck in a rut, maybe you're in a job you don't like, maybe you're in a relationship you don't like, maybe things just aren't going the way that you planned. Obviously, everyone has been impacted somewhat over the last year or two, Um, but it doesn't mean that life wasn't hard before and that it's not going to continue to be hard and something that you need to really kind of figure out with time. And that's the journey I'm on. I'm just trying to figure things out one day at a time, one topic at a time. And again, I want to get into the second part and share a little bit of personal experience and some things that I've learned, and I hope that you get some value from that. So, so like I said in the introduction, welcome to part one, and I really want to talk about an open mind, what it means to have an open mind to me, how that has influenced my life, what, what that means in terms of 
conversations with other people, the way that I look at things, the way that I understand things. So the reason I wanted to talk about this specifically is because I had a very good few long conversations with a close friend, someone who is very open-minded and very um, willing to learn, willing to understand new concepts, new things. And But at the same time, it's someone who has not started necessarily this journey of um, looking at all of the alternative sides of science and history and so on. And the story that we've been told about how civilization came about, what it was like on this earth a thousand years ago, 3,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, 50,000 years ago, all of these different things that I've spoken about um, relating to consciousness, dreaming, lost ancient civilizations, uh, quantum realities, all of this wonderful stuff that we can get into and we can all um, enjoy and learn. It's absolutely not considered mainstream, right? All of this stuff is not what you would consider to be the stuff that's taught at school, the stuff that's taught in church, the stuff that's taught in the institutions within our society. There's a very specific kind of narrative when it comes to all of these things. And it's interesting when you have a conversation with someone who hasn't yet kind of gone down their own path of awakening and discovery, but is someone who is inherently open-minded. It's so interesting because it's an opportunity to get into a really deep and meaningful conversation and also looking at it somewhat selfishly to help formulate your thinking. So what I'm saying is I had this long, deep conversation with someone and we just got talking about something. I can't remember what it was at the beginning. Um, you know, the the ancient some kind of ancient history we talked about the romans or something and it just kind of came into the conversation how there are different epochs in the past so obviously we have the greeks the romans and the sumerians and uh that's kind of the the standard description of where civilization started it was in babylon in sumeria so many thousand years ago and uh we have a lot of information and a lot of evidence about that civilization and what they were all about and how they, um, you know, governed themselves and all of the, the innovations and so on that happened there. But what's interesting is that they themselves in the Sumerian legend, in the Sumerian uh, tablets, these um, tablets that are baked in stone or clay that have these long stories and descriptions of the origins of mankind, the origins of the <clears throat> the origins of the civilization and the culture there in Sumeria and all the stuff that happened before, they themselves in the tablets say that all of these other civilizations and high ancient peoples were on this earth and it's a much, much older, much, much more interesting story than what we're told in history books at the moment. And I mentioned just a little few things, some tidbits, you know, from the the Sumerian kings list and a couple of other interesting things there. And then we got talking about these ancient monuments and the stonework that is just amazing and incredible. And the fact that it's incredible by today's standards, let alone by the standards of you know, remote, nomadic, desert people or tribal hunter-gatherer people. And it's really interesting when you have a conversation with someone like that's willing to question what they've learned and what they've understood, how you can see those light bulbs going off when, you know, you show them like, look at this thing. This is a I, I showed, for example, this the unfinished obelisk that I've mentioned many times on this show that is still half set inside the quarry, half scooped out. So we've got bedrock granite with 
clear scoop marks scooping out this enormous obelisk. And it seems to be some kind of a project that was using a technology or some kind of a system that we know very little about or we don't understand. And the common uh, accepted mainstream explanation of how they did this is that they bounced other stone balls onto the granite bedrock and just kept doing that repeatedly until they quarried this absolutely enormous obelisk. And Anyone with a critical mind can look at that and say that is not an adequate explanation as to how this project was being undertaken. Now, again, I've said this a hundred times already on this show, on this podcast, but we can all speculate. We can all say like, okay, I think they did it this way. I think they used sound and resonance. I think they used vibration. I think they used... uh, piece of machinery that we don't have access to anymore i think it's an interdimensional thing i think it's this i think it's that anyone can do that speculation and i love doing speculation it's fun it's enjoyable it's something that opens your horizons and gives you the opportunity to think like could it be this and then you go down that path and you learn more about that um aspect of of you know uh, speculation but what is not speculation in my humble opinion is to look at that with your human eyes look at the description look at what you can see there's evidence that's literally set in stone and just say look let's let's be honest we don't know how this was done it certainly wasn't done that way and when you talk to someone who's open-minded and you show them that this isn't a question of proselytizing or you know shouting from the rooftop like oh this is like all wrong and you need to believe this like no this is a a casual conversation with a friend and this topic of uh discussion is has naturally evolved and they're showing a willingness to be open and a willingness to kind of see things from a different lens from a different angle that becomes such a fruitful conversation because not only is it an opportunity for you to gather your ideas and make sure that you really understand what you understand and what you that you've learned what you've learned but also it's an opportunity for someone who else who is critically minded and sort of open to new ideas to present their opinions and their ideas and their learnings of what these things are and how they have come about and you get to a, a point where at the end of the conversation you've both probably learned something Maybe the other person has looked at this artifact for the first time and kind of thought, huh, I just remember learning three or four key facts about Egypt when I was a kid and I never even really thought about it. I just thought, yeah, okay, these things are massive and the the artifacts are kind of mysterious, but, you know, it's all been explained and I've never even given it a second thought. And then you go, bang, unfinished obelisk in granite, still half in the bedrock, being scooped out using a technique. We have no idea how they did it. And then conversely, some of the things that this uh, friend of mine said to me really kind of questioned my beliefs and the things that I've learned. I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe that is something worth thinking about. And I had to kind of, you know, reassess and reconfigure the things that I had, uh, crystallized in my mind and at the end of it it's just enriched us both and what better thing is there in life than an enriching conversation with someone dear to you especially someone who doesn't necessarily have all the same opinions but is someone who is willing to have an open mind so I said it in episode one of this show I've said it several times since then one of the cornerstones of Question This Life podcast is the idea of having an open mind and n- never sticking to, never digging heels in the ground with ego beliefs and other types of attitudes that don't serve. So it's, a, it's, it's in the show name, Question This Life. Question things, question your reality, question your beliefs. And then once you've questioned them and you've learned some more, keep questioning, keep going, learn more, understand more. That's what it's all about. It's also very deep in the thinking behind this show. 
to know that this is an endless quest and to accept that that whatever this life is it seems to be just a quest for knowledge a quest for lessons and learning and then you just keep going and that's that seems to me to be a very powerful meaningful existence and that's you know cross discipline i'm not just saying like sitting down and reading a book by candlelight but having intense interesting conversations with people around you and going into nature and doing lots of new things and expanding your mind and expanding your horizons and so on that all is part of this existence this life and how wonderful so conversely i have also got it's sort of within the wheelhouse of having an open mind you have to be open minded to people who are not open minded sounds a little bit like a <laughs> like a double negative but yeah not everyone is first of all willing to have an open mind and to question things and to think that things may not be exactly as they seem and secondly maybe people are willing to get there but they're just not there yet i mean if you if i had had a conversation with myself 10 years ago so current me having a conversation with 10 years ago me i think it would be quite quite astounding just i bet you i think current me would think old school me is significantly more close minded so yeah it's all a question of perspective and time and where you are in your life where you are on your journey you know 10 years ago i had some very very strong opinions about the world about how things worked about what my future was going to be like about what my present was like how i condensed my my personal history my childhood all of the things that had happened to me to that point how i looked at those like through which lens i looked at them how i was dealing with like good things in my past the traumas of my past how i was as a person like the way i spoke the way that i interacted with people all all of that has changed so much in the last 10 years definitely i would have been i think if i had that conversation with 10 year ago me it would it would be quite an eye opener as to how strong i was in those beliefs and the fact that those beliefs a lot of them are not really founded upon a lot you know their assumptions it's a mixture of what you've learned what you've experienced what you've been taught and when you're younger you just have less experience you just have less uh opportunity to learn because you you just you've just been around for a shorter amount of time so it's been something definitely for me with time my mind has become more and more open and i think that's probably that's probably similar for a lot of people i'm sure there are people who just come out you know ready to to be to be rocked by new information forever i was definitely a kid who questioned a lot you know like i i, I always had a a suspicion that there was other stuff going on and i kind of you know was open to that but i still had my pretty core hardcore beliefs about certain things that i absolutely do not hold now so it's like uh it, you know it's i for for example i'll give you an example i thought that the key way of having a successful life and having a um a fruitful meaningful life was the typical stuff you know you get a job well first of all you go to school then you go to university you get a degree then you get a job be it an unpaid job an internship then you get an assistant job then you become an executive then you become a manager then you become a director then if you're lucky you get on a board or something then if you're lucky you become a consultant and all of this is uh leading you know going up the corporate ladder and you're eventually going to have enough money saved that you can put a deposit down on a house and get a mortgage 
and then you live in that house for the 30 years that you need to pay the mortgage off. If you're lucky, by the end of the 30 years, you haven't had to remortgage or kind of, you know, take out more loans or, or anything. You've paid off your mortgage. And then essentially right at the end, you retire and you have a good time. And basically when you're you're already sort of physically and mentally falling apart, that's when you take a bit of time off. Or, or at least, you know, that's 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 the the story that we have often been fed through many different cultures. Now, I know there's a lot of people who listen to this show from all around the world. This is a the the typical path that was presented to me specifically. But I'm sure that wherever you are in the world, there's definitely the equivalent typical normal path that everyone kind of or most people kind of gear themselves towards so i was hook line and sinker i believed all of it i really really thought that that was the way and it's only when i actually started doing some of those things and i finished school i finished university i got the unpaid work then i got the paid work then i climbed up the ladder for three or four years then I got this promotion, then I got that promotion, I had this terrible boss and this wonderful boss, and I changed jobs, I moved from, um, you know, city to city, from project to project, from business to business, and after all of that, I realised, like, wow, this just isn't for me, that's not the path that I want to be on, and I was so certain that that's what I wanted, I was so... um, under the impression that that would provide me the meaning and the value that I wanted in life. And it just turned out to be not true. And the only way that I found that out is through experience. So it's amazing to me how uh, it takes time. These things just take time. Eventually, we all find out the way that we're meant to be going. And if anything, from what I've understood and what I've learned, it's all about the figuring out. That's the best bit. I'm talking right now, maybe 10 years from now, when the show is 10 years older than now, I'll look back at this episode and think, wow, I can't believe that I was saying this, that, and the other about this, that, and the other. And oh my gosh, the, the, the work that I'm doing now is so different. And I'm you know, living in a different country, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I thought that I was going to do all these things, and I ended up doing all those things, it's going to just keep happening, so the key to it, in my opinion, in my current understanding of the world, and my experience within the world, is the key is to have an open mind, and allow yourself to change your beliefs, allow yourself not to just be set in stone, dig heels in the ground, and I know I know this, I know that, without question. And there are people who I've, I'm very good friends with who are very, very much, um, sh- you know, sh- strong in their in their beliefs and so on. And they think that, that a lot of the stuff that I'm into is absolutely wild and crazy. We're still friends, but they, they kind of just don't get it. They, they, they're not, either they... they are not there and they never will be there or they're not ready to um you know investigate things further or to take things not just at face value but to go a little bit deeper and do you know what that's totally cool i love it because as long as you can have a reasonable discussion and no one is um you know getting nasty or 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 being mean or anything like that and you know we can kind of get to the end of the conversation we've again we've both been enriched then you can have a, an interesting conversation with anyone. Anyone has, has an interesting thing to offer. You just have to find the, the 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 right kind of starting point and then you can go and you can continue. And even if what you're saying doesn't change their mind or what they say doesn't change your mind, it's it's an exercise to, to have that discussion and to allow yourself to, just for a moment, at least think through the eyes of someone else and to and and you know through the lens of all of their experiences and all of their knowledge and all of their understanding and it's just something that i really thought about after having this conversation with um with uh this friend of mine and it just hammered home to me the importance of in my experience and my understanding is to have this 
open mind and that's also the cornerstone of this show so it's something that will continue to be the case and um you guys the audience from question this life are essentially on this ride because i started this podcast because it was just too much I, i i couldn't keep learning about all these things and uh you know changing the paradigms within my understanding of the universe and the world and my place in it and how it all works and my personal path of like career change and spiritual awakening and all this other stuff and then not share that with with someone you know like i say this a lot like i just want my my deepest desire for this podcast is just that one person just listens to one episode and catches a little glimpse of something that they find interesting and then delves into it a little bit deeper in their own life it could be a historical thing it could be a, a tip about how to uh, record and, and film yourself it could be a tip about how to become a freelancer you know these kind of practical things or it could be you know how to lucid dream how to uh, do the two cup method and the quantum leap what what you know looking into deep topics like uh, consciousness and how uh, like w- what is the place of animal consciousness on this earth in comparison to human consciousness is there any difference all these kind of questions like I find these things so fascinating. So I really hope that you guys are getting the value from this. And um, with that, we're coming to the end of part one. So thanks for staying in the episode till now. We're going to have a little bit of music while we transition into part two, where I'm going to be talking about getting unstuck. So, welcome to part two on this week's Question This Life. If you didn't listen to part one, I'll just give a one-sentence summary because it kind of leads in nicely to what we're talking about now in part two. And that is the importance of this show and the way that I live my life and the things that I've learned and my experience. One of the most important things, the cornerstone, is to keep an open mind. That's what I'm all about. I don't want to hold on to any... Uh, beliefs or any uh, ego ideas or any uh, you know certainties that are potentially misplaced or potentially um, you know not the way it is so with that in mind um, what I wanted to talk about in this second part is something that I think I think this probably applies to everyone on earth. I don't think there's anyone who gets to do a full life without this feeling. And the feeling is getting stuck. Just getting stuck in a rut. Just feeling like you can't figure it out. Now, this could be many different things to many different people. And, you know, it might have something to do with work, your career, your family, your friends, your relationship, your love life in general, some, your studies, whatever it might be. I know for certain, in my experience, and that's what I'm going to talk about mainly, obviously, in this um, part of the show, in my experience, I've been stuck in all of those things multiple times. I've had bad relationships that I didn't feel like I could get out of or essentially forced myself to stay in because I didn't have the backbone to have a meaningful and difficult conversation and name the issues that I had with the relationship. I've had many jobs that I did not feel right in where I was just going through the motions and where I knew that whilst I was doing something that was giving me a little bit of, you know, income and experience, it wasn't the thing for me. 
I've had friendships that I thought were so solid and so unbreakable and so deep and so meaningful that they would never get old or they would never decay or never kind of fall apart. And uh, they did. <laughs> and uh, I've had strong, intense beliefs. I spoke a little bit about this in the first part of the show that I've held for years about what life is all about, about what I want and what what is good for me and what is good for my career and all this kind of stuff. And then I found out very, very intensely that they were not true. So I guess the theme of this whole episode, parts one and two, is this idea of having an open mind. But also I want to talk specifically in the second part about how do you get out of a rut? Like, how do you get unstuck from something that is holding you from progressing, from finding more out about yourself, from finding more out about what you need, what 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 you should do? How do you know what to do next when you're stuck in a situation and it's either comfortable or uncomfortable? How do you, first of all, how do you even name that you're stuck? Secondly, how do you get out of it? And thirdly, what do you, where do you go next? What's the, what's the path? How do you take it? So in my opinion, the first thing to do, if you're feeling crappy, you're feeling like you're not happy with something, you're not satisfied with something, you're just not getting what you need out of something, you're not, you're not, your, your physical, emotional, and spiritual needs are not being meant, uh, not being, <laughs> are not being met or meant <laughs> by your existing situation, then the first thing that I've learned you need to do is to be brutally honest with yourself. It's so, so easy for me as someone who is particularly agreeable by nature, I am. I have an agreeable personality. I kind of just go with the flow. I accept things. I allow things to kind of wash over me. I don't th take things too personally, which is great in some aspects. And I've talked about this a lot in a, in another um, episode called "Too Agreeable for Your Own Good." It was one of the earlier episodes of the show. I found that out d during a, a personality test. That that's a big part of my personality, and it was so eye opening when I found that out, because it explained so much of the stuff that I'd had issues with in my life. And it's this kind of uh, n uh, lack of desire to have confrontation and awkward and difficult conversations that need to be had. And also just kind of letting things fester, letting things grow, brushing things under the carpet, just saying, oh, it'll be fine. It's all good. You know, that kind of agreeable, positive nature. It's good, but it has its drawbacks. So for me, the most important thing, when I felt like I was getting nowhere, the thing that actually, the first thing that I had to do in order to get out of it was to name it, to say like, I'm not happy in this relationship. I'm not happy with this work situation. I don't want to live in the city anymore. I don't want to be in this business anymore. I don't think that person is treating me very nicely. I don't think I have to face this every day. I don't want I don't want to have to keep pretending like I want to be here or I want to do this job or I want to live this life or I want to continue going through these motions. I'm not happy. I'm stuck. This is crap. Why is this happening? Like you start to ask yourself those questions and honestly honestly ask yourself those questions. Am I really happy? Am I really fulfilled? Is this providing meaning in my life? Is this making my life and the life of my immediate network and my friends and family and loved ones, is everyone being enriched by this relationship, this job, this thing that I'm doing? Or am I just doing it because I feel like I have to or because I was told that I have to or because it's just comfortable and doing something else is scary or because I'm indebted and I have to do it or whatever it might be. So step one is to confirm to, with yourself that you feel stuck. Now, 
that's the that's something that everyone can do i think everyone no matter what your experience is no matter what your situation is no matter where you are in the world you can always talk to yourself you can always have these self reflective moments where you think something's not right and you just name it you name it to yourself now the next part is to start to get the ball rolling to change things now this is something where i'll put a huge caveat on this i don't know if there's i think there's a very good chance that there'll be someone who listens to this episode and thinks yep number 1 i'm completely stuck i i really don't like xyz thing about my life and what's going on there great what's step 2 getting unstuck okay let me see that okay that doesn't apply to me because because there are many problems that people have that are not similar to mine and the situations i'm in in my life and maybe it's really really hard or impossible for you to get unstuck of your situation so it's one thing to confirm it and to f- understand it and to feel like you're stuck and then it's another thing to try and pull yourself out of it and to slowly get the ball rolling to pull yourself out of it so all i can do in this explanation is to give my specific example of how i felt stuck in a certain time the steps that i took to rectify that and all of the different things that kind of happened thereafter that have led me to a life where i feel not stuck i feel free i feel open i feel like the path keeps unfolding itself in front of me and it's one that i want to be on so i'm not saying that you can definitely do this because i don't know what your exact situation is person who is very very kindly listening to this podcast all i can tell you is my experience and i hope that you can take some breadcrumbs from the experience that i'm about to share with you and put it in a context within which it can affect your life for the better so what i'm going to talk about specifically is more of a a career what's life all about um you know life change situation moving to a different country learning all these other things and i'm i'm going to go into that but maybe you have a problem with a loved one or you have a a relationship that you don't want to be in anymore or you what whatever it is that you have you, you have to find your own path after accepting that you're stuck to then make the steps happen to get yourself out of it so with my situation it was a good 4 years ago now i would say i had been doing i i've spoken about this a fair bit in other episodes but to give a little bit of context i was in a very very massive city in the concrete jungle i lived in a distant part on the outskirts where i could afford the rent doesn't mean the rent was affordable it was still very very high when i first moved into that flat it was 80% of my salary that that went on just my living cost to to pay my rent and bills and then i had the 20% left just to exist and and whilst that might seem you know i i i don't know who's listening to this i don't know what your context is that's a very high percentage to spend when of your income in order to just get by month to month you know you still have to eat you still have to transport yourself to and from your work you still hopefully have to have some kind of a a social life or some kind of a a a release or whatever so that was my situation i was working 50 to 60 sometimes 70 hours plus a long commute so it was maybe a a a 9 to 10 hour working day plus a one and a half to 2 hour commute each way so the total day was let's say i don't know finger in the air 12 to 14 hours and i just had this tiny little bit of time before going to bed and that was it that was the day and that was 5 days a week and then it was all about the weekend i just 
focused so much, I focused so much of my energy on getting to the weekend. And then the whole weekend, just like I did every single night, I would like dread the next time I had to go to work. So I was going to bed late, trying to extend my evening to make it last as long as possible. I'm sure a few people out there are listening and going like, yep, I've done that too. And then waking up like, oh my God, I've got to get my ass out of bed, get in the shower, get my stuff together, commute an hour and a half or two hours, get to work, do an eight hour shift or a nine hour shift or a 10 hour shift, depending on what was going on. And then do the the other hour and a half, two hour journey home with a delay and the train didn't arrive and this happened and that happened. And then get home, have an hour or two to eat something, watch something just to kind of zone out and then go to bed thinking about all of the stuff that I had to do the next day and all of the stuff that I didn't get done that day. And that was my cycle for four or five years. I was doing that. I'm giving a very cut down version of it, of course, because I had a few different jobs in that time. I, uh, you know, I started on a, on, on a, on no income, like zero income salary. And then it became a little bit more and a little bit more. And over the time, of course, through difficult situations, I managed to get a little bit more salary here and there. But all in all, I was not fulfilled. I was doing a job that I didn't enjoy. I was learning a lot. I was brushing shoulders with a lot of very inspirational and interesting people who I was, um, you know, for a large extent, lucky to be around and really kind of, you know, I took I took a lot from that time. I made some um, good connections and I, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the world and business and how that all works. But what I also learned was that this linear path of study, higher education, job, corporate ladder, mortgage, house, two and a half kids, retire, dead. It's just not the life that I wanted to live. Now, I'm not saying anything bad against anyone who loves that life. I knew a lot of people who were really into their jobs and they did exactly what I'm describing there and they did it with a smile on their face. They loved it. It brought them meaning. But I identified very, very early that it wasn't quite right for me. And I stayed in it because I knew that this was valuable experience. I was in a game, I was doing something that was useful, but I knew for sure that it wasn't what I wanted to do forever. I knew there was a limit on it. I knew that I, even though I was doing all of this, these hours and working hard and so on, I wasn't putting my heart and soul into it because it wasn't what I wanted to do. Now, did I know what I wanted to do? No, of course not. That's too easy. You can't always just know what you want to do. You might have some ideas, some dreams, but you've got to really kind of crystallize that and then figure it out and find a path to make it happen. So in my situation, I had a lucky couple of breadcrumbs that came from the universe at a very specific time. I got a big promotion and I moved from one company to the other. And that was finally, after this long slog of time trying to go up these corporate ladders, an actual salary jump that was significant. It was something that I thought, wow, okay, now I can at least save a little bit every month on this salary. My needs are all met and I have a little bit surplus. So I can start to save. I can think about that mortgage, you know, like maybe five, 10 years, da, da, da. I was already kind of picturing it. And I was so focused on that dream of, of, owning a property that I essentially sort of forgot about the task at hand. And the job that I was given was a very high stakes one with high intensity and high expectations. And I just simply wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't prepared for it. It wasn't what I wanted to be doing. I absolutely aced the interview and I got into a door that probably should not have been open to me, but it was. And it's no wonder that I didn't pass the probation. I lasted three months, I think, or four months in that role. Now, I'm really glad that I didn't pass that probation and I couldn't continue working there because it was in that same cycle that I just described, the one that I was not happy with at the time. And 
when you're given your notice, you know, you have that meeting with the manager who comes and says, look, this isn't working out. We're going to draw a line under it. You didn't pass your probation. Thanks very much. Hand in your stuff. See you later. I remember like walking out of that place feeling actually not even negative. I wasn't like, oh no, I've lost my job. What a shame. What a, what a, what am I, like, like, oh, I'm so annoyed at myself. I'm so angry. Like, none of that. I was, I was just kind of zen. I was like, yeah, that's about right. Mm -hmm." I was very pleased that I'd got there. I was pleased that I'd, I'd at least done that for myself to like stay in this situation and, and get to that, that level and to have that jump and to try it and to go in there and try it and to hold my own to some extent some of that time and then to to fail i was kind of like okay i'm okay with that i'm okay with that and in those 4 months i earned more money than i had before and i had a little bit of saving in the bank not a lot but enough to survive a couple of months so i knew as i was going back on the train that night after that conversation i knew deep down this is the start of the path this is the moment where i have i'm at a crossroads i can choose to do something else now i don't have to go for the same situation now i was still unaware of what i wanted to do i still had no idea i i'm so in a different situation to that situation then now like my life now is completely different and i would not have been able to predict where i am now but at that point i remember thinking now's my chance so i don't know if you're listening to this and you feel stuck and you've you've got an opportunity like that like losing your job or having to move out of a house or you know uh, uh, a relationship that you don't like that's not going well and the other person breaks up with you or something like that sometimes you're just given this opportunity to change and just to try something new and I took it but if you don't get given the opportunity you've got to make your own and that's even harder because then you have to be really honest with yourself then you have to say like I don't like what I'm doing and I'm going to say it to myself and I'm going to stop it I'm going to go up to my manager and say I don't want to do this job anymore or I need more money or or whatever it is that you need to do to improve your situation that's the harder version it's much easier when the universe gives you the opportunity to change it. So I was definitely given that opportunity and I got home that that day and I thought, what do I want to do with my life? I really thought about this deeply. I thought not about money. It's not about income or career or job. I just wanted to know what do I want to do with my life and who am I as a person? What am I all about? I don't think I even know what I'm all about. I have no idea what I'm all about. I think I know, but I don't really know because I thought I was XYZ big shot manager a month ago and now here I am. I've just been given my notice and I'm sitting in a flat that is going to become very unaffordable very soon. The clock is ticking and I don't really know what's next. So... I asked myself, what do I what have I always wanted to do that I never had time for? Because now I have this gift, which is time. Time is a gift. I thought, you know what? I've always been a huge fan of MMA and UFC and watching combat sports. I used to play a lot of contact sports at school. I played rugby, I played um, American football and a few other things. And I miss it. I miss having this regular sport in my life. And something I've always wanted to get into is jujitsu. So I reached out to a friend who was at a gym and I just joined immediately. And I started going. I started going every day. I went to roughly a class a day for a couple of months. And I really got into the first step of jujitsu. The first step of jujitsu is intense. It's this it's this situation where you're you're doing so it's like going into a room where there's 50 people all speaking a language and you don't even know how to say hello it's a completely new thing if you've never tried it and you've never 
grappled or done any wrestling or any kind of any kind of uh you know combat sport that's that's grappling based or wrestling based or even you know judo or any of these kinds of things if you've never experienced that it, it's really like drowning that first part of jujitsu is really like a slow methodical and yet hilarious drowning session because you're humbled you're humbled every single time you walk in you're like oh my god i know nothing about this i am useless and it's a really kind of uh it's a really eye-opening situation because not only are you completely useless it's also like the start of something really cool everyone is showing you what you could become with time invested and jiu-jitsu people in general in my experience are all really in general i would say in general are very chilled and very sound and nice uh warm kind people so it's a really really interesting environment so i started doing that i got a lot of value from that what else did i want to do i wanted to learn about myself so i did some personality tests i spent some time really writing about my past present and future i've talked about the self-authoring suite it's something that is a huge help in my past i've taken the tests and they've really helped me define my understanding of who i am as a person my personality value virtues my personality traits tools that i have to improve things about me then what's the next thing i did i reached out to some friends some close friends who had visited not that long before in the country where i now live and i said to them look i've uh i've lost this job i don't really know what i'm doing and uh the opportunity came up to go and visit them just to go and talk and just to have a, a chat about life and to kind of figure out what i want to do and so on so i booked a flight i got myself sorted and before i know it i'm in a completely different situation i'm in a country where the, i don't speak the language i'm with some old friends who i haven't seen in a while as i i had seen them very recently but before that it had been a while and we were just talking about the career and life and so on and i was kind of just telling my friend like look here's my experience here's what i can do these are the things that i've learned over the 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 time that i've been working and so on and this friend of mine was like wow that's really interesting the startup that i work at is looking for it seems like a lot of the similar skills to what you you've learned over these years like oh that's interesting you know i it was never the plan to 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 work for the startup or to kind of even to to have this kind of a conversation but before i know it i'm coming up with an idea with this friend of mine to sell to the startup the owner of the startup that he's working for and what organically happened that day and in those days is kind of the the genesis of the path the career path that I'm on now so long story short i came up with this idea that would help the the startup to achieve more sales essentially using some of the methods that i'd learned in my jobs now the thing about the idea that i came up with that was so cool and so unique is that it was a personalized video request a personalized video message that was sent to the potential person and it was personalized to them it wasn't just something that that was kind of you know a a a mass email which is what everyone receives it was a video that was personalized to this person and the idea of that was that they would open the their email and then see uh, uh, an actual human face that's talking to them mentioning their name and so on and then giving them some value and then of course getting their interest blah 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 it's important that i give that context because the idea was just an idea i was like hmm working with this friend we kind of like brainstormed and so on and we got to the point where it was like let's uh how how about we create these videos and then i just kind of organically was the person in on camera so mm, we set it all up the 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 light and the sound i got the lapel mic on camera set up everything's ready i've 
you know, we've got, I've got the script, it's all good, here we go. Switch it on. And I, I recorded this video. And on camera, usually a lot of people freeze. It's something that I've, I've learned that a lot of people are not very comfortable on camera. I actually had some problems with public speaking when I was younger, but for some reason, for some reason, all of maybe, maybe this is all of my years of uh, performance and so on. I used to do theater in school. I parked that for years, but for some reason there was something that just clicked in that moment and I, and I nailed it. I nailed the script. I did really well with the recording part. So not only was the idea sound and was the concept sound, the execution of it with me as the talent, the on-screen talent, as the, the person who's recording the message was also perfect. So here I am. I've just lost my job. I came, I started doing jiu-jitsu. I, start, I started doing some personality tests. I went to see a friend in a different country and on a whim, we started talking about potentially pitching an idea to the startup that he was working in. And then before I know it, I'm standing in front of a camera filming this idea and nailing it. I identified one thing in that short time doing that first pitch idea. And that was, I love this vibe. I love being on camera. I love doing the voice acting. I feel so comfortable with the microphone. I feel so comfortable writing scripts. I feel so good brainstorming this idea with this uh, friend of mine and coming up with a new concept and just creating something from scratch and then building on it and, and the, the, the buzz that that created. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like this kind of, the idea of like being self-employed, the idea of creating new ideas and selling them to companies, for example, is so much more exciting to me than being an employee. Long story short, we pitched the idea. I did a presentation in front of the CEO of this uh, startup and I nailed it. The video was good. The presentation was good. It was awesome. And I felt like I had never felt in my entire time doing any kind of work or career or even study. That little effort, that situation, that project was everything that I needed in that moment. It crystallized in my head that I do have knowledge. I do have an insight. I have good ideas. I have all these opportunities. The, the world is enormous. There's so much out there. I don't have to be stuck in this job that I don't like, in this career that I don't like, doing things that I don't like, working for bosses who are taking all of my money and who I have to fight against verbally to get just the tiniest little increase of salary or a little bit more help with my travel costs. Going home and spending hours stressing, not sleeping properly, not not enjoying my weekends because I'm worrying about Monday coming. All of that is now in the past. In that moment, for the first time, I really, truly felt like I could take on the world. And I must have emitted that energy because the person who, who had to make the decision was apparently, I know this in hindsight, not very keen to go for it. And they did. They did it. They paid me my first invoice as a freelancer and that was something that was so so deep and meaningful to me in that time and I was able to justify keeping my flat in my in the in the from where I was living whilst also um, now working temporarily for a couple of months for this startup to implementing this idea that I had uh, come up with and I'm going to have to split this into a couple of parts. So by all means, tune into part two, which will be out next week um, because, you know, we're coming up to an hour now and I'm going to um, uh, end the story for now. But essentially, I got the, the role, I implemented the project and it didn't quite go to plan. So they didn't uh, keep, they offered me a job at the end of it, an employee role. 
and one that I was not happy with. It was just not exactly what, what, what I was looking for. But the point of the matter is the process was perfect. It was exactly what I needed. It identified so many things in my life that could be possible. And it made all of the years of hard work in the other environment worth it. It was like, wow, I have learned something. I am useful. I do have something to offer. I can figure this out. And then I'll get into the next part of the story in the following episode that's coming up next week. But that was the the, the start of a brand new journey in my life. A journey into self-employment, a journey into a different country, a different language, a different culture, new dynamics with um, business partners, new dynamics working alone, doing some really quite incredible, like, I can't believe I'm doing this projects, doing a lot of, like, stuff for free, a lot of stuff for, for cheap, and just kind of, like, scraping things together, trying to make ends meet, and so on, getting a flat in a place that's really, really difficult, get, uh, giving up a flat in a, in a busy city, but, you know, the, the, you know, leaving your family, all of this stuff that, like, that, that came after that, all of that has led to where I am now and I'm in a place now where I feel really fulfilled and like my life is full of meaning and full of uh, love and opportunity. And I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful for the steps that have got me here. And I will definitely go over this a little bit more in next week's episode. Um, but I just want to conclude the part two of the show by saying this is my advice and take it for what it's worth. You know, this is one person's experience, one person's insight, and you can take this or leave it. It's just a piece of advice. And I would say is if you're feeling stuck with anything in your life, the first thing you have to do is to name it, be honest with yourself and tell yourself that it's not okay. Secondly, you have to find the roots and figure out a way to get the ball rolling to make some change. In my case, it was thrust in front of me like a smack in the face, the opportunity to make that change. And finally, get those balls rolling. Get that wheel in motion. Do something. Change something. Try something new. Try learning something new. Try meeting new people. Go to a different country. Go to a different uh, city. Meet up with an old friend. Just do something to get out of your funk. And you'll be amazed just how much of an opportunity there could be to change your life in something that seems so innocuous. I had no idea that following my dream of starting to do jiu-jitsu would be something that has now led into five and a half years or something of, of, of training, going up the, the belt ranking system, meeting really cool people, learning about my body and this amazing intense martial art and those personality courses that I did when I lost my job, I had no idea how impactful they would be in my life. Like, how useful is it to know a little bit about your personality? It's so useful. It's, it's, one, it's Is there anything more useful that you could do with your time if you're feeling stuck than to learn a bit more about your personality? So I'm definitely going to write the Understand Myself and the Self-Authoring Suite in the show description notes as a free plug because I just love those systems and they help me so much. And in next week's episode, definitely tune in because I'm going to go a little bit more into how I transitioned in my life from that first freelance opportunity, the fact that it didn't go exactly to plan, and then the subsequent couple of years following that, that journey of moving to a different country, learning a new language, learning a new culture, finding work, going through some real big ups and downs with uh, a, a business and a, a business partner and finding love and the whole thing. So uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit more next week. So for now, we're coming to the end of this episode. I just want to say I really appreciate you if you're listening to this. I hope you're enjoying the personal experiences and my insight. I really hope you're enjoying the show. I hope you're getting value from these personal experiences. Like I said, take it or leave it. I hope that you can find a morsel of truth in there and you can make it your own. And if not, then, hey, it's been nice. And I'm, re I'm really glad that you listened to it anyway, even if it doesn't ring true with you. That's absolutely fine. 
This show is all about having an open mind and finding meaning in your life. So thank you very much for listening and stay tuned. I'll speak to you next week with part two of the story. Thanks again. Catch you soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com, as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved. <laughs>